You'll Die Trying contains sensitive subject matter and conversations surrounding death and dying and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is respectfully advised. I feel alive. I have to tell you, I, I find myself truly looking forward to time with you all. It's just refreshing and I appreciate it. I get to create something that I believe in and I just appreciate your pivoting with me over these last few weeks, you know, as we settle into this new feel for You'll Die Trying. And just a friendly reminder that each and every episode of You'll Die Trying we have the good old folks over at You'll Die Trying the Obituary releasing an episode simultaneously to this one that you're listening to now. They'll dissect this episode and others' contents and giving kind of another perspective and definitely much needed lightheartedness. Head over to wherever you absorb your content and subscribe to You'll Die Trying the Obituary. And cue that episode up next. Of course, finish this one. Now that we got that out of the way, let's create something together. It's season two, episode 119, a show devoted to pulling back the curtain, taking the bricks down one by one, and exposing the hearts of those of us who spend our entire lives caring for you and those you love most. Coming at you hot. Creativity, ah, finger painting, chalk art, treble clefts. Those who push those and other tools to create, they have to. It's just in them. If they, if we aren't creating, we are not our true selves, honestly. If you aren't a creative, you won't get this, and that's okay. I'm not saying I'm better than you for having the mind that I do. Actually, in Honestly, you're probably better off not experiencing the carnival rides in your mind like me. You may recall my last musical record released in 2013. Love Will Make Us Right, 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 right. It was good. It was not great, though. There were a few songs that I truly love, like this one. Head over to youldietrying.com to listen to more or just search my name, Nathan Morris, in your favorite music streaming service, like Spotify, to hear the whole thing. No, I'm not that guy in Boys to Men, and I'm not the preacher. I'm the other one. So give it a listen. I have officially started my new record. Yes. Eight years. Finally. It is time. I actually decided this in March of 2021, but spent the next few months kicking around rocks of what I wanted this record to be. What was the intent for me behind it? How can I make time for it? I have 77 kids and businesses and 
if I do make time for this, when I push it out, I better be proud of it because I have released something that I'm not proud of before. Yeah, a little confession time. I had this intimate hometown show scheduled. Guests were invited and we were recording it for a live project, a live album. I had my dear friends come in to provide some background vocals and guitars for the show. They're actually a legit country duo. So this was special for me and it's awesome that they're doing so well and made time. Jody, my manager, had worked really hard to make this happen as well. And if you know anything about managers and artists, those relationships can be delicate, unique. Ours was and is great. He made things happen and had a genuine approach about things. I respect him. My live show is solid. It's a storytelling sound experience. I'm actually really confident on stage. I love it. As someone, believe it or not, with major anxiety and crowds, it's rather ironic that I don't feel that on stage. Only those normal feels, you know, like if you're in the amusement park line and you're at the last rope, it ends and you're kind of next to hop on that ride. You can probably feel or sense that right this second. You know exactly what I'm talking to. All the equipment was set up. The show's sound and producer who was recording and mixing for the live record in real time was set up off to the side. Different color and style chairs. They filled the room. The room was filled with friends and family. And Megan, my friends and I, who were going to be doing the show with me, we're at the apartment above the funeral home where we actually lived during this time, going over the show before the show, the set list, the transitions, the moments that we were going to set aside for stories. I mean, that's what you do with these intimates. The people in attendance would be the ones who actually lived a lot of these songs. It's amazing. I mean, for both of us, to have a piece of music which will outlive us all that we can actually personally legitimately say we were in, like we were in that. That thought messed me up. I would insert a different word to emphasize the weight of that thought, but I promised myself I would never say this word on a show. It rhymes though with something that country artists sing about. I hadn't played a show in a long while, honestly. I was kind of off in some ways. I, I quickly noticed that I was not myself. So I did what I've done numerous times prior. It's a means of relaxing and preparing, and I just poured a glass of Maker's. The guys and I, we finished our final walkthrough. We took a photo together outside before heading to the venue, and we loaded our guitars. Jody was meeting us there. Again, everything was ready to go. It's true Jody fashion. It's actually pretty cool in this world of music. You know, after sound check, you can leave and go hang out, let loose, 
relax, and things just get done on your behalf. It's what Jody was really great at. What I hadn't realized at this point was my anxiety anymore. What I also hadn't realized was that I drank more makers than I had intended or wanted to. I am actually drunk before the show. I had never done this before. I've played a lot of shows. I actually didn't even drink until I was 23 years old. Never in high school, nothing other than those you know tiny tastes here and there. I did at two years old drink a full beer off of our kitchen table, but it wasn't anybody's fault. <laughs> I, I made up for all of that this night. I was playing it off as best as I could. It, was, it wasn't great. I, I mean, I played an okay show, I guess, but it was not great. I forgot some of the words. I was off key. I was disconnected from those in attendance and from my friends on the stage. I let everyone and myself down. That record came out and lived on streaming platforms a while until we took it down. It was a poor depiction of my talents, of my passion and my abilities. Never again. I mean, maybe that helped drive my desire or lack thereof at this point to create. I felt defeated. Lack of content as a creator causes people to stop caring. I get it. It's only natural. And now I actually am okay with that. But when you start at an early age developing your identity and what was first MySpace streams and now Facebook fans, singles, sales, Twitter followers. It gets a little gross out there. I actually remember the moment my Twitter dropping from 15,000 followers to 12 and then to 10. I really do. I wasn't creating or feeding or entertaining the beast. I had actually fallen off. You know, I'm working at the funeral home. I'm focused on being this mortician. I'd fallen off. By the way, follow me on Instagram at Nathan Morris. <laughs> Not because you shape my identity, but because I actually would like to connect there. Anyway, fast forward to the tail end of a global pandemic. A funeral home owner, and director, father of four kids. I guess you could say I had some content or inspiration, but at this point, it's deep, it's heavy. I actually began writing around the same time I decided to start this podcast again. I just have to create. Maybe I was scared after not handling the challenging moment appropriately back whenever I recorded this live album and I felt unworthy. I mean, my son Everett, my biggest fan, he loves my music, came up to me one day and said, Daddy, I love all of your songs and music except for that live one. 
my six-year-old sensed it. I wasn't myself. I wasn't honest. I wasn't true. It was a version of me, a sloppy, unprepared, uncomfortable version that a six-year-old sensed through speakers. My new record, this podcast, is my means to create with my guiding light at the forefront of all of this, which is delighting families. I want to be more honest than I've ever been. I'm actually going to go back and continue to what created this movement for me and my music in the first place. I probably shouldn't do this. It's not even finished, but here's a little sneak peek of a song that we are working on for the new record. It gets dangerous sometimes Pretending everything's alright Show after show Night after night When the curtains close It gets dangerous sometimes Can't feel the chemicals collide I saw a tweet recently from a fellow funeral director whom I do not know, and if I did, I would not share much more than their words, but they tweeted, I cried in the funeral home laundry room today. That hit me. If you don't know the layout, I'm ever confident. The laundry room for all funeral homes is tucked away in the farthest corner of its building probably even in the basement or near a storage area, definitely unreachable to the public. A fellow director who holds so many of you, of me, up for a living, <laughs> didn't feel good or safe to show that they needed that same thing themselves. So they escaped to a dark and dirty corner to have a moment alone. I want to hug them. I wrote a song about them. This new record, it does what this podcast hopefully succeeds at doing, showing the heart and hurt of the bereaved and those caring for them. I don't know what the title's going to be yet, but I don't want to push that too much. It always comes at the perfect time. I'll be sure to keep you up to speed, though, of its progress, release date, all that fun stuff. Uh, you know, musicians are pretty self-serving to a degree, so we like to let you know when you can listen and give us a pat on the back. Lesson learned, never stop creating just because of a moment. Create something that is real and meaningful. But search for real and meaningful. Think about that. It took me a while myself, but to all of those who attended the live show, 
that I drank too much bourbon before. I am sorry. I'm sorry I did not give you my true self and my best. My hope is I have in time or am in other ways. And if not, may this serve as my penance along with the record that I'm working hard on pouring globs of salt on wounds and hoping that it helps yours a little cheers to forever searching another chapter of the journal tucked safely and discreetly under my pillow sure I'm glad none of you know where I live or which pillow. I just appreciate you all. I truly do. I, I'm glad that you take the time to meet me here. Say hello to me sometime. Send me an email. Hello at youldietrying.com. Pop on over to youldietrying.com. Click the store. Grab a bag of big turkey foot coffee. At Nathan Morris on Instagram. At Nathan Morris on Twitter. Hey, I'll let you in on a little secret. We're all a little bit lost. And that's okay. Until next time, friends. 